Most of the quarterback talk for the Indianapolis Colts has been on Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. But what if the Colts decide to trade back or delay their quarterback choice and select somebody that's not in the top four? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer and colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, 10 days, brother. 10 days is all we have left until the first round of the NFL draft where all of these questions can be put to bed. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing very good. It's been a it was a nice relaxing weekend, gorgeous weather in Indiana. Um and you know, it's also it would have been a nice week for drafting, uh you know, and maybe watching it outside on a laptop or something, but unfortunately it's still about a week and a half away, but really happy that it's closing in. I'm not going to lie. I am too. I am too. And I will be there. Just announced on Twitter that I will be there in Kansas City for the NFL draft representing Horseshoe Huddle. Uh, really excited. Thankful to uh, to Chad Jensen and, and Jake Arthur for, for submitting that request for me for credentials. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm excited to be there for a, a very historic pick in, in the Colts history. And, and the chat, chat, you guys are already popping up. We've got Josh. We've got Saul. We've got Logan. We've got stats. Matt Hooker part should be quick so we can have some discussion. <laughs> we'll, we'll see because uh, we're, we're going to dive into Hendon Hooker tonight. Nico said, did you guys hear the Schefter thing? We did, and we're going to talk about that towards the end of the show, about some of the rumors going on with the Houston Texans. As Wyatt Law says, we're going to get the best player in this draft. Well, that's what Chris Ballard had to say. Sky is here as well this live is a waste to watch what are you doing you're going to waste uh oxygen and talk an hour about hooker but hey you're still going to watch it sky i hope you do enjoy <laughs> it uh chad is here guys we're going to talk about handed hooker tonight the last quarterback we're going to do a deep dive on really the last i would say realistic i even though maybe it's not realistic maybe it is but the last option i think the colts could possibly go with at quarterback in this draft uh and if you guys haven't done so already before we dive in please go and follow us on all the things go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to the youtube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live destin shot are going live uh we might have uh we're trying to talk about plans to try to get a live show together on draft night we'll see if that comes together so you might not want to miss out on that and we've got a special announcement i told you guys about this last thursday we were, were presented with a very cool opportunity drake and i are going to be doing a live stream for you guys on thursday but it's not it's not well, we are doing our normal show thursday oh, yeah yeah but this live stream is a little bit different. We are going to be live streaming at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Bleacher Report app. So the people at Bleacher Report reached out to Drake and I about doing a live stream about the Colts draft prospects, do some predictions, talk about who the Colts might be targeting in each one of the rounds. Uh, so we're very appreciative of them. Uh, so in order to join that live stream with us, just like you join us here on YouTube, you guys are going to have to download the Bleacher Report app on the Apple App Store, your Google Play Store, whichever uh, uh, device you have. Download the Bleacher Report app and make sure you turn on all notifications for the Indianapolis Colts. Drake and I are going to be there again. 
this Thursday, April 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern, we're going to do a little half hour stream on the Bleacher Report app. So shout out to Bleacher Report. Uh, they were kind enough to invite us on there. Uh, and shout out to our, our bosses here at uh, Fan Nation on SI.com and Horseshoe Huddle uh, for okaying that. So it's going to be eight, an absolute blast. And uh, Drake, I, I, I know I'm kind of talking about both of us here, but uh, I think I speak for both of us here when we say we're really excited about this opportunity. Hey, you know, uh, can't thank Bleacher Report enough for what, uh, you know, a wonderful opportunity to talk about our favorite team. And um, I guess uh, you pretty much covered it. I guess what I'll say is it's just nice to be able to talk about the Colts anywhere, um, but especially Bleacher Report. So what a wonderful opportunity. Can't thank them enough. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So and as Logan Schmidt, we got to shout out Logan Schmidt. Thank you for the super chat, brother. Uh, you're always one of our favorites on this show. I, I'll take you with you to the draft. I'd love to, man. I'd love to take you to the NFL draft. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of fun. I'm sure we'd uh, we get into all kinds of shenanigans. Sarah is here as well. We got DSG Goodbar, uh, and stats stats says going to have to pay more than that, Logan, for me to take you. <laughs> oh, stats Matt, I, stats Matt, my cousin is here, CJ Borrell. What's going on, brother? Glad you're able to catch the show. Uh, but I think I think we've talked enough. We we need to dive into it. But hey, I thought so we did. But here's Sarah. Have fun at the draft. Hopefully, Stroud, baby. Sarah, we really appreciate the super chat. Wouldn't that be something? That CJ Stroud falls to number four to the Indianapolis Colts. We're definitely going to talk about that later in the show here. Uh, because it seems like as we're 10 days out, that could be more of a reality than, than we would thought just a couple weeks ago when we did our show on cj stroud josh i appreciate it man chad as always you guys have always been so supported and 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 we really do love you guys really do absolutely so so drake let's dive in here let's talk about it quarterback hendon hooker out of tennessee and as always i'm going to give you guys a brief little synopsis of the quarterback we're talking about hendon hooker six foot three 218 pounds out of tennessee um he was a participant in the senior bowl obviously didn't because of the injury but he was a former three-star recruit uh who started his career at virginia tech uh was kind of a rocky career at virginia tech if we're being honest but transferred to tennessee after uh for his fourth season uh there and that's when everything started to take off started 22 games for the volunteers in two seasons uh to go along with uh 36 total starts at the collegiate level uh set school records for completion percentage and passer efficiency at tennessee um and then here's where his, what his, his stats were in 11 games this past season 69 percent completion percentage 3135 yards 27 touchdowns two interceptions 430 rushing yards and five tds in just 11 games if you're looking at st- purely stats you're thinking man hendon hooker is 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 incredible and he was he was the highest he was the favorite for the heisman trophy uh before he unfortunately he suffered a torn acl in november that ended his season um he was the 2022 sec offensive player of the year 2022 first team all sec 2022 maxwell award finalist and a 2022 walter camp player of the year finalist um he was on his way to having an incredible season for the tennessee volunteers um 
And and now we're here. We're here with him being discussed as a possible first round talent uh, in the NFL draft. So, Drake, before we dive into the pros, what are your what are your quick observations from from Hendon Hooker, his time at Tennessee, and and what we saw on the field last year uh, as the quarterback of the Volunteers? I mean, it definitely took college football by storm once he made the transfer. Um, and even at Virginia Tech, he had a knack for just taking care of the football. I think he had one of those years he had 13 touchdown passes and two interceptions. So I think that he's a I think that he's a guy that can be a leader. I think that he's got a mind for football. He's got the experience. He had kind of the long journey in college, which some coaches might be like, you know, that's awesome. They love that kind of, there's guys that love that kind of story. So um, I think that he's, he, he could be an NFL, you know, a, a high level NFL quarterback if everything falls in the right place, but um, also tough, tough as nails. And before that injury, like you said, he was pretty much the Heisman front runner. He was tearing up the entire NCAA at that point. Yeah, he, he really was. Uh, it, it was, inter- it was really interesting to see uh, Hendon Hooker and this Tennessee offense just absolutely dominate teams. I mean, I had that, that game against Alabama this past fall really sticks out in my mind when, awesome. when Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker were just going shot for shot. And, and I think a hundred points were between the two teams were put up in that game. Just an unbelievable matchup uh between those two powerhouses uh it, it was it was great to watch and, and it is unfortunate that that hendon hooker uh tore his acl because i think if he didn't we'd there'd probably be a much different conversation surrounding hendon hooker uh maybe not maybe not as as far as the number one overall pick but i think he probably would be solidified as uh as a first round talent uh in the eyes of many if he hadn't torn torn that acl but but Drake, let's let's start let's start off by talking about the pros of of Hendon Hooker, and and I think that the top one on this list it, for me at least is very productive player. Uh, now now that could be that could be probably a a, a symptom or or a product of of the offense that he was running there at Tennessee, uh, but but you can't deny that he was very productive in his time in Tennessee, uh, going against high level competition uh, at, against the SEC football teams, uh, probably the best competition in college football, and and when you saw him out there, you saw him can get better throughout his years in college, uh, all five seasons when you count three with the Hokies that he was on the field, and then the two uh, with the Volunteers. Yeah, and the thing about Hendon Hooker is when you look at it, when you hear his career stats, you hear 80 touchdown passes, okay, and you think, all right, five seasons. You know, you got a guy like Joe Burrow that had, I think, I can't remember exactly, but it was like 50-plus or something like that. It was just stupid crazy for one season. So you're like, oh, that's not that that's not that impressive. Put into perspective, though, that once he jumped ship to Tennessee, 31 touchdowns, 27 touchdowns, also had limited games due to injury. He had 58 touchdowns in two seasons. The guy absolutely is productive. He also something that I was going to say as a con, or, or as a, as a pro to kind of repl- like to kind of segue into something else as a pro is I think he's got underrated mobility. In fact, through forty five of the games that he played, he had and this is including uh, with the Hokies five hundred and seventeen rushes, two thousand seventy nine yards, and twenty five touchdowns. I got to be honest, when I saw his rushing numbers, I did not expect to see numbers like that at all and then you see him in the t- in the tape and the guy's actually pretty quick getting out of the pocket so i think he's got underrated mobility that could definitely devastate defenses 
Oh, absolutely. Nathan, we really appreciate the super chat, buddy. Uh, Nathan asked, will y'all be at the draft next week? I will be there in Kansas City representing Horseshoe Huddle live at the draft. Uh, Drake will be holding down the fort in Indianapolis, possibly possibly doing a live stream uh, with Destin and Shad. We, we're, we're still kind of trying to figure out our strategy for the draft. It'd be uh, cool. but yes, but yes, I'll be there in Kansas City. Nathan, we always thank you for the support. Uh, you're one of the good ones, buddy. Uh, we really appreciate it. But but yeah, that, that's something that, that really goes underrated as far as uh, Hendon Hooker's Hendon Hooker's skill set is is the type of athlete he is. I mean, he's not he's definitely not on Anthony Richardson's level as far as an athlete is concerned. And, and I think this kind of hurt being injured, especially through this pre-draft process, definitely hurt Hendon Hooker because he wasn't able to go out there and show some of his athletic ability uh, in, in some of in some of the testing areas where he probably would have done pretty well. But when you watch him on film, uh, he he is underrated as a runner. Uh, he does have some some quickness to his game, and and when he can get out in space, he can definitely pick up some yardage. So uh, I, I think that's very underrated part of his game. And and I saw a comment up here that about yeah right here stats. Matt said he had an offense that made those stats easier to come by with two top one hundred pick wide receivers, and that's fair. the The Tennessee offense was very spread out. Um, a lot of times it was talking or, or a lot of times it was set where where Hendon Hooker was only reading part parts of the field or or it was set up to to get wide receivers open in space uh but but something that that I think is a pro of Hendon Hooker is is he was he was very good at executing that offense uh you it, it'd be a different story if they had that kind of offense and Hendon Hooker still wasn't producing but he was producing and producing in a big way and and I think one of his one of the reasons for that is because Hendon Hooker can throw a pretty nice deep ball and Tennessee with this offense, this spread offense with to get those wide receivers in space. And you have one of the fastest wide receivers in college football and Jalen Hyatt. Uh, you want to be able to throw the deep ball. And, and when those, when those receivers get those one-on-one matchups. Yeah. And the thing that's actually something else I was going to mention is that he's got a great arm to stretch a defense. And um, even in the indie draft guide, which everybody should obviously go, you know, if you haven't go get it for sure, it's amazing stuff. It, it even says that he can hit any part of the field. He can stretch a defense for, on the left side, on the right side, he can keep them guessing. And with that kind of deep ball, it also uh, needs to be said that he's got a pretty decent release when it needs to be quick. He's got good mechanics when he's throwing for the most part. I mean, so he's pretty polished as far as pocket passing goes. And um, that's something else I was going to say is that he's actually got very calm demeanor in the pocket. Doesn't really seem to get, you know, flustered. He doesn't really seem to take too many sacks, doesn't turn the ball over. He's just a really, he's really good at taking care of the ball, which every single coach has to love because who wants a guy that's turnover prone? Right. Got another super chat here from Josh. Really appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for that super chat. Uh, Thank love you. having you love having your support and love having you. You tune in. We also have got another super chat here, uh, from unboxing mania, uh, Unboxing Mania has been a huge supporter uh, from the very beginning. We we thanks a lot for uh, for always uh, tuning into our streams. If you have if, if Unboxing Mania, if you have some social media, throw it in the chat so people can give you a follow. Uh, but he asks, "Hey guys, hoping Ballard doesn't trade back. We need a quarterback within the first four picks, either at four or or via a trade up." And and I I 
I mean, yes, uh, there has been some talk and some joking around from Ballard and from Jim Ursay that the Colts are going to trade back. But in my honest opinion, there's there's no way in hell that the Indianapolis Colts are going to trade back from four. Uh, there there is a chance that I think they they could trade up to three. Obviously, with some rumors about Houston wanting to move back, I don't think Indianapolis would go up to two because you don't really trade with divisional rivals. But but I could see a situation where they go up to three or they could stay put at four. But I really don't see the Colts trading back from four. Drake, what do you think? I think that, man, it, you know, if you're talking about a team that wasn't coming off of four wins only, if you're talking about a team that may, you know, that didn't have all of this quarterback fluctuation happening, potentially. I mean, Ballard is definitely that guy, but this is a make or break moment. He can't just assume, oh, well, we're going to be bad enough next year. Like I've heard Drake May and Caleb Williams, it's like not a guarantee you're going to be one or two. Right. Not at all. Not a guarantee you'll be able to trade up. You might get out traded. So you can't do that. You got to you got to choose now. Um, I personally don't think that they're going to get out of the four or out of the top four. But again, crazier things have happened. So we don't one hundred percent know. Exactly, Unboxing Mania. Thank you so much again for the super yeah, chat. You. Uh, you're a legend, brother. Uh, we re- we really appreciate it. But but yeah, I mean, I think it, uh, one of the one of my final huge pros of, of Hendon hooker, I, I think is, is just as his accuracy. Um, I, I think when he has time in the pocket, this is what I saw on film. When he has time in the pocket, he can be pretty accurate with the football. Things do change when, when he gets some pressure on him. Uh, and that's where I think that's one of the, the cons of, of Hendon hooker is that he needs to learn how to operate within a cloudy, within like a muddy pocket. But, when when you give the, him a clean pocket and give him time to throw, he's shown he can be pretty accurate with the football. Yeah, and of course, obviously, Shane Steichen's even pre- preached it, accuracy. And I would dare say most offensive-minded quarterback guys are going to preach accuracy. you got to hit the targets. You, you, you can't have balls sailing constantly. Or if you do, you got to hope that the trajectory and the teaching, you're going to get more accurate down the road. But absolutely, I mean, that's definitely one of Hendon Hooker's uh, biggest attributes. In fact, I'm looking here, 2019, 61% completion. 2020, 65%. Those two with Virginia Tech. Then 2021 with Tennessee, 68% completion. 2022, 69.6, almost 70. So all you saw from this guy was that he just got more and more accurate as he got more and more comfortable and got more experience. So maybe he could do that in the NFL. And if he can and teams see it, who knows? He great react exactly, and I like this comment by Rich Wheeler. Thought uh, Hendon Hooker displayed good poise and competitiveness in that basketball style shootout with Alabama last year. Can't get past his starting age though, and that's mm. that's definitely one of the the cons of of Hendon Hooker. But before we dive into the cons, Drake Josh has a message for you. For some reason, never lets me type a message for my super chat. He wants you to do the gritty uh drake I, maybe maybe we'll have to put up another video but this time we'll, we'll cut out the uh the song in the background so does it demonetize <laughs> us like that one time where for drake for uh drake's tiktok dance that was hilarious by the way but but maybe it was the applebee's hey, song they it was the app it, it was it was maybe okay well maybe maybe if the colts draft your qb1 and anthony richardson maybe maybe drake will have to do the gritty either on the live on the live stream right after the pick or or we'll get a video of it up on the uh on the show uh, i'd be happy enough i might bust that out you know? yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 
no josh is saying do it live do it live okay all right <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see what happens but but let's yeah let, i mean let's talk about the cons of hendon hooker and and rich brought it up uh his age he is an older prospect he's currently 25 and and Hendon Hooker will be 26 years old before he takes a snap in the NFL that's that's old for a start for a starting quarterback uh, or I'm sorry not a starting quarterback that's old for a rookie quarterback excuse me and and for for a guy that that is gonna face a huge learning curve coming into the NFL I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a different story if he was 20, 21 years old, like, like a CJ Stroud or, or an Anthony Richardson, but 26 years old. I mean, there's been guys in the league for, for four or five years that, that aren't even going to be, are, are going to be younger than Hendon Hooker uh, when this league year starts. Well, and one of the things I was going to make a point of is that Lamar Jackson right now, I believe he's 26 years old, you know, and he's been in the league 2019. I think was his rookie year. 2018 for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 2018. So he's been in the league, heck, I mean, five years already. So, yeah, it's it's a big concern. I mean, and they're, you know, obviously he's not Brandon Whedon type age where you draft him like the Browns did when he's 29. But Mm -hmm. it's very old for a starting quarterback to be 26 at some point in his rookie year because that will happen during the league year, obviously. Um, or excuse me, during the season at some point, he'll turn that, you know, 26 years old. And so another thing that kind of matches that and kind of goes with it is that his ceiling isn't really as high. Okay. As, as some of these other guys mix that with the age, not only is it not as high as some of these other guys, but he might be close to hitting it already. And so then you're going to start getting these like high upside type offensive guys that really like a Steichen that wants that guy that he's looking at him saying, okay, I know what I'm working with. He's young and his ceiling is ridiculous and he hasn't even come close to hitting it. Hendon Hooker might have already hit his ceiling or he's dang close to it now. We can't say for sure, but to me, it looks like I would predict that he's close to hitting it at this point just because of the age. Logan Schmidt is still on the Lamar train. He'll probably be on the Lamar train until draft day uh, when the Colts do, when the Colts do take a quarterback. <laughs> but I, I think I think it's 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 a combination of the age for him being twenty six plus as as stats Matt uh, again just reads my mind. He's got to learn how to call plays, diagnose defenses, read progressions, and be used to spacing that he's never used because that's not how their offense ran in college. And that's a big thing. Hendon, Hendon Hooker's learning curve in the NFL is going to be huge just because of the type of offense that he's been in his, his college throughout his college career. It's not an NFL type offense. You're you're looking at uh, at a Tennessee offense that that puts the receivers pretty much outside the numbers and does that unreal spacing that just isn't there in the NFL. And and when you get guys basically just one-on-one on streaks in in the slot and and you're for Hendon Hooker, you're only reading one half of the field. It's going to take time to to make him to get him comfortable being able to make full field reads not gaffing to to really use the spacing that that he was used to there at Tennessee that's going to be a major a major learning curve and and I think one of the positives we that we briefly touched on is that Hendon Hooker has been shown he has shown out and and, and been pretty good uh done pretty well 
in the pre-draft meetings up on the whiteboard. So, so that's promising, but at the same time, being able to dissect it on a whiteboard and being able to, to do it live when you've got 300 pound men rushing at you, completely different story. Well, and like you said, when you're, it's one thing to sit in front of a film room on a, on a, on a board or on, you know, on a canvas where they've got the projector and you're breaking down defenses as it's happening. When you're looking at it from a broadcaster view, it's different when you're on the field on level, you know, playing ground with, like you said, all these pass pass rushers in what a lot of times could be a muddy pocket mixed with just a little snippet of space. Now you're not talking about, like you said, those Deep. Sh- I think I like. I think I put in my notes here that it's not exactly how it went down. But when I hear Hendon Hooker and his offense, here's what I see: one read, the go or the deep or the primary, not available. Check down, not available. Bail. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how it feels to me, and that just does not work. Period. Doesn't matter who you are in the NFL. Defenses are too smart, and they'll adjust to it. I can just see a guy like Shaq Leonard, who is on the other side of the ball, just knows exactly how to destroy somebody that just has three options like that. So obviously he would need to learn really quickly. And then I think that if he hypothetically is taken by the Colts, you're dealing with an offense that is still young too. In fact, he's older than some of the, some of like the, I think even Michael Pittman Jr. So you got to look at this offense. They're very young. So He's also going to be re- like kind of learning on the fly with these offenses. Someone as diverse as Shane Steichen that wants so many things happening could be a huge issue. Absolutely. I just I just looked it up. He's going to be the same age as Gardner Minshew uh, this season. And Gardner Minshew is is uh, we, we view Gardner Minshew as a as a veteran backup a veteran or a bridge as a bridge quarterback. Um yeah. And and Hendon Hooker is is going to be the same age as as Gardner Minshew, but and then and then I think this is something that that while while NFL teams can can get a medical evaluation and 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 feel good that his knee probably will be back to to one hundred percent, there's no guarantee that that his mobility is going to be the same after after he recovers fully from this from this ACL injury. Uh, he very well could and and might have a long 10, 12 year career in the NFL. But are you really going to risk using that high draft capital on on a guy that that isn't nearly as polished as you would like an NFL starting quarterback to be right now? And and he's coming off a a major injury. It's just there's a lot. I think there's a lot more risk when it comes to drafting Hendon Hooker than than people might assume just on the surface. Yeah, and that that injury, I you know, obviously, knock on wood, it doesn't happen uh, again. But I I think of guys like Robert Griffin. Okay, like after mm-hmm. he had a big le- a lower extremity injury, he was not the same. He could not throw correctly. He couldn't run. He wasn't as explosive. Then you got a guy like Carson Wentz, even. He completely lost the ability to bail, which was his big thing. And then he lost confidence because he couldn't use his strengths like he used to. And he kind of fell apart and needed to excel if the running game was working really strong. And he didn't even use his legs that often then. So I'm not saying Hendon Hooker can't make this happen, but that might be the biggest, like, that might be the biggest thing that people are like, ooh, because it's health. Your best availability, or what, what is it, the best ability? Best is, ability is availability. Availability, like that's the truth. I mean, guys like Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, those guys have just, they just play, they play, they play. They're never not on the field. So 
if you can't be like that, or if you have a really high chance of hurting yourself again, coming into the draft with that kind of an injury, it's, it's not a good look and it's unfortunate, but it's also something that has to be taken into consideration at the highest priority. Definitely. Definitely. And if you guys want to learn more about Hendon Hooker, the best place to do that is the Indie Draft Guide. So <laughs> make sure right now. make sure uh, to go ahead and, and order your uh, your copy of the Indie Draft Guide. Over 225 plus prospects in there, uh, their, their strengths, their weaknesses, how they fit with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, player comps, Everything is in there. Uh, if the link is in the description below, go ahead and just click that link. It'll take you right there to order it. We've been using it throughout the entire draft cycle, uh, and, and we're we're proud of all the work that, that was put into this. So definitely go and check that out if you haven't done so already, as Nico has already bought it. And as DSG Goodbar go. says, 10 out of 10 segue. Y- you know I've got to work on those those transitions. But <laughs> but uh but Drake, uh I think I think we've we've got a good sense of the type of player that Hendon Hooker is. So now we're gonna get to the money question. Will Hendon Hooker be an Indianapolis Colt? And chat, we want your opinion as well. Yeah. Throw your answer in there. But Drake, what do you think? So before I before I answer that question, um, one of the things that I thought was very interesting is, and I'll just this isn't really spoiling anything. The player comp that that is that I see here is Aaron Brooks, and that is a very interesting player comp. And that leads into like when you think about Aaron Brooks's career, if you can think back that far, or if you were to go look, he could actually make some things happen at times. He was not a bad quarterback. I mean, at times he kind of like fell apart, but pretty consistent guy for the most part there in new Orleans, but I think he obviously will be available. Okay. Not going one, not going two, not going three, but no, in my opinion, it's not even a question. I don't think that personally the Colts are even considering Hendon hooker. And let's say hypothetically, they don't get the guy they want and they trade back. There's a chance that they might not even take Hendon hooker. Okay, like I mean, it's I don't think that with with the with the curve he's got ahead of him, I just don't think that Shane Steich and Jim Bob Cooter guys like that they want somebody who's probably younger, healthier, and has a little bit more high upside if they don't have the playbook like Will Levis did. You know what I mean? So I just don't think it's in the cards for the Colts to draft him. No, Hendon Hooker will not be uh, an Indianapolis Colt, and and like I said, the Colts are not trading back from four. People can can think that that might still be a possibility. Uh, you can hear the jokes from from Jimmer say and and Chris Ballard. It's not happening. The Colts smoke will screens. either the smoke screen season exactly. The Colts will either take a quarterback at four, or they will trade up in and to take their guy. Uh, Hendon Hooker is, I mean, a great great kid. Have the great person. Uh, I think there is an avenue for success for Hendon Hooker uh, in the NFL. But do I think he is going to be a guy that can lead a team to Super Bowls? Probably not. Uh, There's going to be a huge learning curve. uh, And for a guy that's an older prospect and coming off of a major injury, there's just more talented quarterbacks with higher upside in this class. And when the Colts are looking at at someone that they want to be their their future franchise quarterback 
you 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 can't you can't gamble with that. So, and, and I know that at most of the league and, and the Colts do do feel this way as well. There's a sizable gap between the top four guys and then Hendon Hooker and the rest of the the rest of the group. Uh, I, I liked the comment here by DSG Goodbar saying Hooker will be a Viking. I think if yep. Hooker does. Uh, have a chance of going into the first round it could be with the minnesota vikings because you get a quarterback uh who can sit behind Kirk cousins uh a veteran who who has been in the league for a long long time a consummate professional in the league there's no pressure for hendon hooker to play right away he can get his knee fully healthy he can study learn that offense learn how to how to be an nfl quarterback that i think that would be an abs a great position for Hendon Hooker, and I think eventually he could succeed that way. Um, I, I really like the the Aaron Brooks comp that we put in the draft guide. Uh, another guy that I think is uh, a comp that, as far as the type of role that Hendon Hooker could possibly play, I was talking to you, to you before this, Drake, Jacoby Brissett, uh, being a, a spot starter in the NFL, probably not a guy that can necessarily lead you to uh, uh to Super Bowls, but if you need a guy to, to start a few games in a pinch, it's it, it's it's Hendon Hooker. Uh, he's he's going to be a solid leader on your team, great locker room guy, and and someone that that will do whatever it takes for for the team. Um, Stats Matt says the Lions at eighteen that that could yeah. be a, that could be a possibility to sit behind Jared Goff and learn for for a little bit. Um, just just very interesting. Wyatt Law had a question here that I want to answer as well. Does Hooker's traits and skill set offset his college scheme? Could Steich and coach him up? For me, I think he could. I mean, I think he, there's there could be some improvement, but if, if Shane Steichen could coach Hendon Hooker up, he can coach the others as well, the guys that have higher upside. Um, so, again, a lot of it's going to go into those high-end traits, the high-end upside. What can this quarterback – you're taking a quarterback, that not what they're going to do here the first couple of years, but, but you draft them to try to hit their ceiling. You try to compete with the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allens in the AFC that the Colts are going to have to be competing with over the next 15 years. So that that's why when when you're going for a quarterback you you got to think of of trying to find that alien like an Anthony Richardson or or someone with an elite trait like like Bryce Young's uh processing or or CJ Stroud's uh, ball placement something something to that effect and and that has to be put into consideration. But but no, I don't think uh that that Hendon Hooker will be an up will be an indianapolis colt when when everything's said uh all said and done well and you know uh, i really real quick i i do first off i think he will be uh, a backup to Kirk cousins at the minnesota vikings and you have to think what kind of a receive i mean now adam thielen's gone but you have justin jefferson you have tj hawkinson and you have kevin o'connell who used to play quarterback in the nfl okay so that's a perfect situation and you can learn behind a guy who's as accurate as Kirk cousins I think he's going to be a Viking. So I, lo I, lo I love the, the fact that somebody said that because otherwise I was going to get to it first, but got beat to it. <laughs> Logan said, imagine if Hooker turns out to be the best quarterback uh, of the draft. <laughs> that, that that would be insane. Uh, be nice. it, 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 I just don't think it happens, man. Uh, I Like I said, love Hendon Hooker, the person, but there's just more talented and better quarterbacks in this draft class. So that's, that's our, that's our episode on Hendon Hooker. Uh, great kid. Like I said, and it's going to be exciting just to watch his journey 
throughout uh, throughout his career. But let's talk about the, the latest Colts news and rumors. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, a story that Drake wrote today about Will Levis uh, visiting the Colts for the final time today. Uh, a lot of people saw this and pointed to Will this meaning that Will Levis was going to be the quarterback that the Colts take in 10 days. I don't see that as the case. I think this visit, again, more of just dotting, as as Drake put it in his piece, dotting the I's, crossing the T's on one of the top quarterback prospects in this draft class. Yeah, and you know, um, obviously Will Levis could fit Shane Steichen's offense with how ridiculously deep he can throw the ball. He's got vertical aspects. He's got mobility, toughness, quick release when he needs to. But Again, not saying we know who the Colts are going to draft, but they are absolutely not leaving any stone unturned. If they if they can go find something on a quarterback, they'll send a scout to go look. I'm not kidding. Like they are not gonna they're not gonna mess this up. Or if somehow, some way, knock on wood, they draft a bust, they want to at least say we tried our absolute best and took the best chance that we could. So they're just like like you said, they're just kind of covering the entire landscape and not leaving anything to chance. Logan Schmidt with another super chat. We appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> over or under five beers for Andrew at the draft? Uh, I mean, overall, at, like during the actual draft, uh, <laughs> there will be zero beers because I'll be in the press room. I'll be working away. Uh, but as far as the weekend total, uh, I mean, I'm going to have some pretty late nights uh, writing and, and getting all everything all written up. So there's going to be plenty of beers consumed back at the hotel <laughs> after uh, or, or out at a bar or restaurant after a, a long evening of, of writing and, and trying to get interviews, uh, trying to provide the most in-depth coverage uh, at the draft that you can find out there, coverage for the Colts. So, Logan, like it's like we always say, buddy, we really appreciate you, man. Uh, you're an absolute rock star. And if you guys haven't checked it out, Drake and Logan always do a Twitter spaces on Friday evenings. Definitely head into those. It's a great time to hang out. One of these times I'm going to make an appearance. I just got to find some room in my schedule uh, on a Friday evening. Maybe maybe when the wife's out of town or, or something like that uh, or or the wife's busy because that's usually when we hang out on a date night I'll, I'll be able to join you guys uh for some fun colts talk but we we love you logan thanks a lot so but uh, moving along from the will levis news there was also some news about anthony richardson so anthony richardson uh has already had a private workout with the colts he's had a, a 30 visit with the colts he has come to the colts facility and then later this week, because the last day for prospects to visit uh, an NFL facility or go on a top 30 visit is on Wednesday, but teams can still schedule virtual uh, meetings with them up until the day before the draft. The Colts have a, set up another Zoom meeting with Anthony Richardson. And and again, we could go the, the same route with, with that we went with, with Levis. Some people thought, hey, this could be just their final preparation to take anthony richardson but but i think i it's the same way with will levis they're just doing their homework on all these prospects really just trying to get all everything all their all the i's dotted all the t's crossed well i mean they even gave since we just talked about him hendon hooker had a top 30 visit you exactly I mean? like i mean they, they they even though we're over here saying no chance in hell do they take in and hooker they still wanted to they still wanted to get a look at him so 
like you said, every single one of these quarterbacks, even C.J. Stroud, I mean, even Bryce Young, they've given them all looks. They've researched them. They're making absolutely sure, especially with a guy like Richardson, though, because this was the first year he's truly started. Stroud, Young, and Levis all had previous years where the Colts had been scouting them. That's why you're seeing so much of an effort, um, in my opinion, towards Richardson's because they're just trying to catch up really quick. They, they, they've done a lot of homework on on Anthony Richardson. They have did a lot of work going back all the way to last year on on the quarterback out of Florida. And and I that's why I think Anthony Richardson is one of the favorites to to be uh, an Indianapolis Colt with that number four pick. Uh, it's I think and and just for me personally, watching the film and and going through uh, all the research that I've done on the prospects and the hours of film that I've watched on each one of them, I, I like Anthony Richardson's upside better than than Will Levis. That's uh, just my personal opinion. Uh, I think he is has a better upside. The athleticism is just a tick better. Than, than Will Levis, and and you could just see the potential that's oozing off of the pay off of the on the field there for Anthony Richardson if he can put it all together. Uh, it's it's exciting to see. Uh, I'm gonna put this up here, even though it mentions the person that should not be named. It's got it's kind of a fun question. Uh, what uh, Glorecco says? What would you think the front office would do if Andrew Luck said he wanted to return? Not saying it would happen, just a fun hypothetical. Drake, as he finishes his Moscow Mule, as Logan asks, "What's Drake drinking?" It's it's always a Moscow Mule for for Drake. Always. What what would the front office do if Andrew Luck said he wanted to return? I I honestly think that I, this is just an opinion. I think they they trade back. I think that'd be a trade. <laughs> I think that'd be a trade back situation. Look, Andrew Luck still. I mean, he's like thirty one. Okay, in today's NFL and and the experiences he's had getting hurt. If he really felt like he could play, I think that he he's an incredibly in, intelligent. He's actually an intellectual. The guy is like ridiculous. He's basically a genius. So I think that I think that they would I definitely think that they would try to figure out a way to get him back in, especially with the weapons they've got now. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Shane Steichen. Get out of here. Uh if Andrew Lux said he wanted to return and he was in football shape. The Colts would say we'll have your old locker cleaned out in about five yep. minutes and, and ready to go for you. So it would yep. it would be a no brainer uh, if that would happen. So uh, again, not going to Andrew Luck is happily retired. Uh, and Logan Schmidt says we sign him to a ten year contract. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, it, he it would be. I think it would be a bigger shock than than the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday as as the head coach. But uh, uh, yeah. It would just be absolutely insane. And Logan says again, Ursay's jet, jet would be at the front door before the phone hangs up. Yep. Uh, that'd be insane. Uh, but but I want to talk about one more thing here before we close out the show tonight. And and it's a lot of the the it's some of the rumors surrounding the Houston Texans. Uh, there's a lot of smoke out there that the Texans aren't sold on a quarterback now that it looks like the Panthers have zeroed in on taking Bryce Young number one overall. Uh, the the tech the Texans it seems like they're not. Uh, to, they're not over the moon about C.J. Stroud or any of the other quarterbacks in this class. Uh, there's a lot of smoke that they'll take Will Anderson at number two or possibly looking to trade back at, at, at number two. There's it's looking like there could be a situation. I'm not saying that it's likely because there could be teams that see that want to trade up to two to grab Stroud, want to trade up to three, uh, and maybe the Colts miss out on it. But 
as as Adam Schefter said on on NFL Live today, there could be a situation where Indianapolis stays at four and has their chance to of see or has their choice of CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis all being on the board there at number four, which just a couple of weeks ago when we did our CJ Stroud uh analysis and our CJ Stroud episode, we we didn't think that was even a even a thought. Honestly, we thought he'd be long gone before the Colts would have an opportunity. That would be ultimately best case scenario for the Indianapolis Colts. But but Drake, what do you make of the rumors? I mean, I, I could definitely see the Houston Texans taking in, uh, Will Anderson um, because, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy. And I really think that if they aren't sold on any, any of these like top quarterbacks, they'd be like thinking, okay, well, you know what? It's going to be a little bit of a longer journey for us in Houston. We want to get an edge piece here. And then next year, they could potentially have a play at one of those quote-unquote franchise quarterbacks, generational talents. So I think, gosh, man, it makes perfect sense for a guy like D'Amico Ryans and a team that wants to get back to defensive football. I'm talking like when they had – I'm talking about when they had guys like Brian Cushing and J.J. Watt and just Mm -hmm. Quentin Merciless and D'Amico Ryans himself back when they were just nasty to play. I I think that if they want to get back to that, maybe they take a generational defensive player instead. And I also will throw one more thing in there. I firmly believe, even though I am an Anthony Richardson guy, and I understand that he can scramble. If C.J. Stroud's on the board, I think the Colts are taking C.J. Stroud. I think that they're going to take him, no questions asked. I think he's more mobile than people think he is, and he is absolutely the most accurate ball placement guy in the entire draft. Steichen has to love those things. They'd, they'd take Stroud. He'd be wearing number seven. As GSG Goodbar says, Houston is a real story. Their board is Bryce at one and then Anderson. Um, it's... I I, th- I think you're I think you're spot on there. I think if CJ Stroud is available at at number four, and, and that would take that would take a, a lot to happen because yep. if Houston takes Anderson at at two, um, then that would mean the Cardinals wouldn't trade back from three, or that means that the the team that trades up with the Cardinals at three, if it's not the Colts, doesn't take CJ Stroud there. Um, it's 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 very interesting. Because I, I, if CJ Stroud is available there at four, I think I think Chris Ballard runs the card up. I mean, the, the the card is turned in immediately because it's it's basically checking all those boxes that the Colts want in their quarterback. I mean, we, we talked, we heard about Shane Steichen with the uh, the accuracy, the ability to create, the obsession with with football, uh, uh, the just 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 all of those things, being able to sit in the pocket and deliver. We saw what, what CJ Stroud could do against Georgia and, and his, and he has talked about that. He's had that ability. He wishes he was able to show it more. He just didn't have to at Ohio state, but I I do know the Colts are very, very high on, on CJ Stroud. And if he was available there at four, I, I think it'd be a done deal. And, and Hey, QB one for me would be, would be uh, shockingly in Indianapolis, which, which would be crazy to think about. Logan says, if CJ goes to the Colts, I will buy both you guys as many beers as you can handle at the home opener. <laughs> Logan, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, hold you to that, buddy. That, that would be some, Shaking some home, hand, buddy. some home opener stats. Matt says, my dream is Arizona trades back with Tennessee and Tennessee has to trade their future because their roster is so depleted that a quarterback won't matter. Tennessee has been doing a lot of work on this quarterback class. That is for sure. So, um, 
it's going to be going to be an interesting draft here 10 days away 10 days is all we have left to wait and that's our show for the evening guys we appreciate you all so much uh the comments have just been flying in so quickly you guys have been continuing to subscribe continuing to give us great reviews uh we really do appreciate it josh sky stats matt dsg good bar unboxing mania logan schmidt uh uh rich wheeler marvin fox uh, there's just so many, uh, Wyatt law, uh, Nico, Sarah. Um, I think I mentioned Josh already, Nathan, Saul, all of you guys greatly appreciated. Uh, and, and we really love having you guys here with us each and every evening. If you haven't done so already, look at the ticker, go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on Facebook, follow horseshoe huddle on Twitter at Colts on FN, subscribe to horseshoe huddle on YouTube, hit that bell. So, you know, when Drake and I are going live or when Destin shot are going live, uh, because things are kicking off very, very quickly. Uh, Drake, I know you've been writing away on horseshoehuddle.com. What are some stories you got out there, uh, for the people to go check out? Well, right now I've got the, uh, the Will Levis, um, visit, or the, uh, that the Colts are hosting Levis and kind of how Steichen might like him. And then I've got a piece that's going to be released about Hendon Hooker and how he does and doesn't fit Steichen's offense. And then I'm going to be writing a piece about how I think, based off of Shane Steichen's past with slot receivers and his mind, how Isaiah McKenzie could be the breakout star of that offense. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely go follow Drake Wally at D Walster. Drake, you can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. Be sure to check out our live stream on the Bleacher Report app on Thursday, April 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Like I said, download the Bleacher Report app. Make sure you turn all notifications on for Indianapolis Colts news and live streams because that's how you'll be able to find us the easiest. And we will be back on not just Thursday afternoon, but Thursday night. We're actually not going to talk about quarterbacks this time. We're going to talk about some offensive prospects that the Colts could take throughout the rest of the draft. So you'll want to tune in for that. And until then, have a good one.